podcast where we watch one minute of Predator time and then make plenty of jokes and some serious times. I'm Cliff from PredatorMinute.com. <laughs> I'm Aaron, also from PredatorMinute.com. And for our serious times, we are joined by our special guest this week, John Ambrosio, Dr. John Ambrosio, a specialist in marine biology. And we are in luck because this is the first minute of this week where we will discuss invertebrate That's the biology, one. which is his specialty. Oh. Yeah, but that minute will that moment will happen in between the major parts of this minute, which are the beginning. Uh, it begins with Dutch asking Mac, "Have there any signs of the hostage?" And it will end with <laughs> dirt raining down on Poncho and Blaine. Oh, that's great! And in between, we get some racism. <laughs> get some what? Racism, old timey oh. racism. Oh, okay, okay. This is the 1980s. This is 1987, but I believe that this is the last time, at least in the films that I've seen, that the term Chinaman, Chinaman is used yeah. until Big Lebowski in. The early 2000s yeah and not for comedic effect well it's meant to be comedy but we'll get to that it starts with a little more of what we saw from the last minute of dutch having butt stroked the enemy combatant with a rifle with a rifle that's right <laughs> i don't want to get schwarzenegger in any more trouble uh, as of the time you're listening to it uh the real person arnold schwarzenegger has sort of made a mea culpa a public statement apologizing for treatment of women in the past he had been known or i shouldn't say i was about to say accused but since he's admitted to he's no longer accused but he has basically said that in the past he has made these mistakes and he feels regretful because of that so i feel a little badly that i was making jokes at his expense but then again i don't think he's gonna be a guest on the show so he can eat it unless you want to be a guest on the show mr schwartz in which case i will arm wrestle you <laughs> oh, your news. No way. You'll probably get like if, if he arm wrestled you on the second floor, you would get pushed down to like the basement and then ten feet below. Well, I mean, in this particular set of buildings, sure. Yeah. And I'd end up on the roof somehow. <laughs> so it ends up with him seeing the woman being very distraught enough to utter a curse word. Yeah. And then he immediately shouts to Mac, but not about this. No. He just wants to know what's going on. We are made to assume as an audience that the battle is done. Yeah, he, they're, they're, cleaning they're cleaning up. They're literally going to clean up, as we'll see in a moment. We get, get We get enough dialogue that we're no longer going to repeat every line, unless actually it looks like, Aaron, you've got a lot of notes. But he <laughs> asked Mac to basically, you know, tell him what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So Mac explains that there's no cabinet minister. The other uh, uh, hostage was mm-hmm. found dead. Uh, apparently, they're both CIA. Uh, how does he know this, do you think? Um, well, if they're Central American, then he's a Chinaman. <laughs> right. no, no, the, the CIA weren't supposed to be Central American. They were supposed to be cabinet, cabinet ministers. Wait. Cabinet I think other members... Country. Well, I'm just wondering how he knew they were CIA. CIA from the looks of them is what he said. Okay, yeah. What, I mean, they're just like, well, groomed? Obviously. Not like a cabinet minister? Well, a cabinet minister for that country would have been Central American, right? That was supposed to be their cabinet minister that was on a diplomatic mission. Helicopter went down. Happened this to cabinet minister is always traveling the wrong side of the border. Oh, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, all right. So anyway, those gentlemen were CIA. The, the plot... Anyway, keep going. What, oh, what does okay, Max say? Okay, well, also, uh, probably, probably if these guys are Central American... I'm a Chinaman, Matt. What about all the Russian guys? So apparently they waxed a bunch of Russian uh, military advisors. Yep. All right. There are all these weapons there and stuff, cases of whatever. 
which are obviously yeah. Russian. Russian. They were AK-47s. Yeah. We see uh, Dylan helpfully pulls one out of a case and turns it over <laughs> for us. At that time and still today, the, the U.S. and Russia, now China, are big arms dealers, basically. We sell right. all our fully automatic weapons all around the world to help freedom, right? Or, or proxy or, wars. Yeah, proxy wars, whatever you want to call it. Which is apparently what they're setting up in this film is yes. what was happening. That Russia was funding a proxy war either in Central America or for an invasion of the U.S. Something very big was about to happen. Something very big was about to happen. And you know, when that happens, usually there's a predator close by, (laughs) I'm going to venture to say. Um, By predator, you mean corporate interest? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so Dutch, uh, you know, tells tells them to clear the area. No traces. Yeah, it's my note. How would that work? I don't know. Like some bleach. So he uh, he burns it down and replants soda. native plants and waits twenty years for them That's to. That's right. Yeah, Disturbance no ecology. Yeah, yeah, there's absolutely no no traces at all. Yeah. Right. Well, they could just make it look like a big fire. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of flammable substances around us. There appeared to be in so a rainforest. Just burn it down. There were it's barrels. There were fuel, but yeah. that's still a trace. Like they, they could at least <laughs> say, well, it seems to have been an accident. Yeah. But Somehow our rainforest caught fire. Hate for something that for that happened. Well, I think it's just wiped it cleaned from our. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they could collectively. It on, they could say these gorillas were operating. You know, not sure. not not upholding any EPA. They had the FARC move north and then, into Mexico. They just had all this fuel running around. One guy was smoking a cigarette, and next thing you know, every the whole place blows up, and bullets come. Flying out of these crates from these Russians, yep, and yep, you know sure. everyone gets sprayed with bullets, just flying in random directions, and that's just a perfectly acceptable. Could have been a random death squad, but though yeah, <laughs> within the within the context <laughs> of the story within the movie, right? Mm-hmm. They thought they were going on a rescue mission against some gorillas, so they're probably assuming not too many people that have captured, probably unawares captured a very high-ranking cabinet minister mm-hmm. in real life within the story within yeah. the context story in real life all along it was a operation set up with help of the russians much like the americans did in french indochina vietnam yeah to basically promote an ideology maybe the spread of communism or whatever the case may yes. be. give them a sphere of influence and are training this sort of minor army, which again is not that big. Even if this was sort of the basic command, you got maybe 60 soldiers, you just whack, wipe them out. But my problem here is that why not just send in the military? We did this all, and I know they did, they did bring in the military, but just go ahead and say, look, we already know about it. Just send in, I don't know, 200 soldiers and just wipe them out. Well, they wanted Bay to, of Pigs. They, they wanted to extract that the well. uh, CIA guys. Uh, yeah. I think what Lee said was probably the best solution. Just J-damn the place. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you if if you just want to get rid of it, you're, you're, yeah, your I, CIA guys are already probably dead. It, so it just makes work. no sense, you know, when you step back from it. Again, I know it's predator; it's not supposed to make a lot of sense. But sometimes the cover stories are, you know, okay. I could see how this happened. It required some oh, evil characters, bad actors, though. but yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. Right. Even within the what people want, the motivations of the people in the movie. Right. Why send these guys in at all? But and I know, know he says because you could get it done. Well, so would two hundred soldiers. But you know, hey, it's it, it's it's a reason to showcase Schwarzenegger sure. with a bunch of other tough guys and a lot of big guns. 
So why not send them in? And it brings us to the next kind sure. of half of the minute where it switches over to Poncho and Blaine. Blaine has apparently stumbled upon a, oh. uh, a guy or some guys that are like up in this elevated position. Mm-hmm. He's burrowed in like an Alabama tit, which yeah. seemed to burrow in and give you Lyme disease uh, more readily than other ticks. Now, John, uh, can you can you comment on the Alabama tick and maybe Lyme disease? Well, I think, that, I think that line is really a cultural line because okay. uh. there are actually three endemic species of ticks in oh. Alabama. The okay. Lone Star Tick, okay. the American Dog Tick, and the Deer Tick. The Deer Tick is your Lyme disease tick. So, with those three species come a whole suite of... And a band. Right. Oh, yeah. A, okay. a deer tick, yes, that's right. Now, that... A whole suite of, like, I don't know, infectious diseases. Are but... any of them dig in deeper than ticks you would find in the rest of the United and, States? Yeah, I don't think that that's necessarily so. Because some of these ticks actually have really wide ranges. Uh-huh. So, you know, they don't really look at the lines of statehood. So you're saying that if Blaine said he's dug in like a Connecticut tick, people just wouldn't see this like... <laughs> in fact, you'd probably get Lyme disease more, more likely readily. from in Connecticut yes, than you, you would do. in Alabama it's well, because of its range. No, no, what, what, why is that with ticks that you get Lyme disease in the northern climate, but not... Like, supposedly you're not supposed to be able to get Lyme disease in Florida. I've heard of people getting Lyme disease in Florida. In northern Florida, that's true. Yeah. So I think that... well. Not, it's known that every organism has its own distinct range. Okay. And ticks may have a range, but also when we're thinking about the diseases that ticks transmit, those oh. are caused by other organisms. Right. So those particular pathogenic organisms have a specific range. Malaria only has a distribution. That plasmodium... Mm-hmm. Protist has a distribution only in the tropics. Even though mosquitoes, even though mosquitoes, as a vector for that spread of the disease, can exist in areas beyond. So, so it could be too warm for. Uh, uh, say, the, it could be too warm for the vector, okay. but not necessarily too for, warm for the bacteria. Well, well, not the bacteria, but Bars. the actual vector. So yeah, yeah, the so insect that. may oh. not have the range. So the insect, in this case, the tick, I should say arthropod, um, because they're not so, so the, true insects. So is it, is it true Lyme is a spiral key? Yeah. Like syphilis? I don't know shit oh, about okay. Lyme disease. Okay. We're, talking but, about but, we're not even worried about Lyme. We're just talking about the Well, right, I want to make sure Blaine doesn't get... But Blaine is chewing tobacco yeah. again in this scene. Now, he yeah. could have gotten syphilis, right? But not He Lyme could have gotten wrong. syphilis, but not, not from a tick. But I, no. I think... I think <laughs> so, having grown up in the South, yeah. Blaine prob- Blaine's mom probably was a lot like mine. Yeah. You got bit by a tick, you know... Mechanically excising it usually doesn't work because you just rip the abdomen right. off of the tick and it leaves the head stuck in you. Right. Where its mandibles have basically dug into your epidermis. And he says, yeah. you know, Strike a match and burn that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I think we burnt pins and then put the pins Well, to there was plenty of idea. fire around there to burn uh, a tick. And I think that's uh, where Poncho was going. And, and that's where he got With the, the idea grenades. from. With the grenades. Yeah. He was like, that gives him an idea. Because Blaine was dumbfounded because he brought, <laughs> you know, it's a hammer and nail problem. He's got a guy that, due to the angle of the gentleman. And I'd also like yeah. to bring up that since we last saw Poncho, he was 
chasing after the two dudes that are running away on the bridge. So I'd like to assume that these two dudes have run away, have now burrowed themselves in like the proverbial Alabama tick inside some sort of sort of towerish sentry position and because Blaine's only apparently he didn't bring mach- he didn't bring grenades like everyone else yeah. he's just got his minigun which can just he can shoot, only fire uh, at a straight angle yeah yeah now and and what's what's great about this epi- or this uh, minute also is it gives us a very famous line though i would say if yeah. we were going to rank them and we'll have to do this at some point i don't know if we're going to do it now maybe by the time the movie's over it's i would probably say top 5 yeah cuz i mean so for sure, <laughs> Blaine in the I think in the last minute or, the, or two minutes before I, I can't quite remember was it was it uh, uh, two minutes before okay um, so Blaine gets shot by the guy in the tree he gets shot mm-hmm. in the arm well now Poncho comes up on his position and notices after Blaine explains that the guy's dug in like an Alabama tank notices that he's he's got a you know bullet wound in his on arm his left arm and you know says you're bleeding um, you're hit you're man. hit man or no you're hit you're bleeding man. And then Blaine says, I ain't got time, time to bleed. bleed. And what's great, like, watch Tropic Thunder. They totally make fun of this line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. That's just a that's great... That's dodgeball. <laughs> Wait, was it? Was it? Oh, that's right. Gosh. Oh, one of those Ben Stiller things. <laughs> <laughs> totally and he's not even... In, is he in Tropic Thunder? I think that's he is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is. Oh, that's okay. right. But uh, either way, <laughs> it is. It's an ultimate tough guy thing, and I think that flirting with Poncho, the actor, does a great job of looking at him like it, that. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the first time he'd heard that line. Like he just looks at him like, "You got to be joking me!" Like, what Did kind of corny thing is that it? to say? Yeah, and he goes, "All right." You got time to duck? Boom, boom, and he, boom. He shoots it like a 60-degree angle, which yeah. doesn't make any sense for where they land. It, we're supposed to imagine it was kind of like going up and through a hoop. But instead, he just basically fires the same angle Blaine would have fired his minigun anyway. Yeah. Blaine catches on, uh, turns his back uh, to the gentleman as, as Blaine does, or as Poncho does, and they both hold their hats over their heads as the now, dirt I, comes running down, as I we would, mentioned, was the end of the minute. I want to mention, I do not think that this is physically possible. Uh, I, I can't remember how fast those grenades are shot. Sure. But, you know, it's a few hundred feet per second, at least. He's firing straight up into the air. Theoretically. It should, <laughs> it should take it time sure, to decelerate to arc. and then come back But if down. you look at the angle he's shooting, I think... They should have landed, like, maybe... I think he's just basically shooting them right away. in the front of the thing. It doesn't look like it, but from the angle, it's like he's basically shooting it so that it's going to kind of like just hit the front of it in front of but them. But still, it sense. That, I know that they're trying to say the, that that's what happened, but yeah. you're right. It makes no sense. The explosions would have happened uh, too soon in, or too too late in that case. The important thing is he used heat to get yes, rid of the ticks. that's right. That's ah, right. Because otherwise right. they would have been, they're just their arms would have been left still firing the machine gun. And this was a public service message. That's yeah, right. Exactly. If you need to get rid of an Alabama tick, you call in the just the Alabama hint. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, it is an environmental film, as we are yes. starting to establish. Yeah. It's <laughs> just teaching us a lot about local ecology and how the whole ecosystem works together. So, I mean, or against. How bad is? I, I'm assuming since they're paramilitary, they must be using depleted uranium tips on their bullets. Hmm. Uh, so, how bad is that lead and copper and oh, depleted I don't think, uranium tips? I don't think they're paramilitary. I think they're full or on. Not, oh, okay. You think they're full on? I, oh, I you're talking about Dutch's like, crew? I thought they were. Yeah, I thought they were like. They were actually. Or there's some. I know. There's some, actually been some discussion on the other Predator Minute podcast. They talk about this quite a bit. I'm 100 percent convinced that these guys are 
pure special forces, special operations. At no point do they seem to be off the map. They wouldn't receive orders if they're paramilitary. They would be, you know, be receiving money or something like that. They, they're, they've got yeah. the full support of the U.S. military behind them. They're just being given just like a SEAL or Green Beret team or anything else. They're just working in a small theater, a small operation, and doing that okay. sometimes off the book and with non-military support, you know, or, you know, with the CIA's right. work. But that's no different than tons of military units. Okay. That's totally okay. different than being, you know, off the books in terms of, you know, uh, part of the chain of command. And they very right. much are in the chain of command. We all have our orders, Major. Well, if yeah, I, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I read where Aaron was going with this is, what's the environmental impact of this? Yeah, yeah even yeah. without depleted uranium, what like what is happening? With it's pretty everything? severe, but yeah. like you were saying, Cliff, it, it really depends on scale. Now, every tree that's shot with copper, I mean, that's essentially the jacketing on all these bullets. So a couple of palm trees go down. Yeah. It's a, it's a, and there's going to be some pre- burning. It's a pretty small site. Yeah. There was no runaway burning. We're not talking about, you know nuclear bombs that were dropped in Japan or right. with and the footprint of those is actually global. You can oh, look sure. at tree rings around the globe and oh. actually see the footprint oh, right, right. of that. Well, so that still exists. Yeah. Right. Like with radio, uh, those isotopes yeah. actually show up. Yeah. So these are I think in this particular operation we're talking about localized impacts that don't have a and I think a huge global pers- you know some things might not grow there for maybe. And it's, uh, it's five not years. like going to be like eh. a shooting there range, like a berm at a shooting range. Oh, with all the lead. And disturb, yeah, and it's disturbance ecology. You know, disturbances are normal. Okay. And there's actually, a lot of organic that's the matter now. that's being introduced now with all the dead bodies. Ah, that's right. Fertilizer. Nutrient loading and burning. Nitrogen. I mean, I guess, I Trade offs. Tr- yeah, restoring nutrients. Yeah, circle of life. Yeah, yeah circle. What of did life. we say? Thirty-three down. In the yeah, previous. Yeah, we did. And we've got two more now. Uh-huh. But he spread a bunch of dirt around with them. That's right, with the explosions. Ah, so sort of uh, unearthing right. the soil. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. like those what natural were they doing burials. inside of a ah. dirt pile in there? Ah. Why is there so much dirt up in that guy's, like, what do you have, an aerated? Or they like must have dug it out of the side of a mountain or something. Is all but then lift it up, but, yeah. Well, yeah. they are, we know about their, elevated. their asses it's and like their mountain terrorists. boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now we've learned. Oh yeah, well now we know that there, there's something very big was gonna go on here. Yeah, but how do you move your leg without an ass like one side of your just ass? one half? Well, it could yeah. just be that both cheeks are only at half size Completed. rather okay. than okay. one particular cheek having all the right. mass. Right, and atrophied right. two atrophied cheeks create yeah. a half ass. They just wouldn't have much strength in their squats. Ah, okay. they need to yeah. do more squatting. Which is why they got their butts. So hand it to him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh They're probably goodness. happy to have their butts handed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We're short one half a butt each. <laughs> but then we found out either way though that that fiction's gone away. These were not half ass mountain boys we talked. No. No. We'll find out later. Of, yeah. yeah we'll, a bunch we'll, of Russian military advisors apparently. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. A cabal. Uh, or uh, the cabal again. Or yeah. that's, that's these guys were Central American. And Mac is announcing that his heritage is, in fact, a gentleman from China. So, which allows him to use that racial slur because it's part of his people. My my question is, how much did this movie influence Jesse Ventura's view on the government? That's a good good point. point. It definitely influenced, and we've talked about this before, uh, just last week, 
and actually the week before. But <laughs> this is part of a suite of movies that came out during the formative years of all of our use. I mean, all of us that are here, mm-hmm. depending on your age, where this was a very right time to make these movies like this, like RoboCop, like Lethal Weapon, on and on, that taught us to be very distrustful of those in authority, mm-hmm. be distrustful of orders, always look behind what's going on. If someone's... Follow the money! Yeah, if someone's a CIA, they're a person of authority, they're almost always evil, mm-hmm. right? Certainly anyone with any money is evil, and that has changed, right? Now we get this glorification of the military, glorification of um, law enforcement and that sort of stuff. And I think that certainly, of course, there are, and I know some good people in the military and good cops, and I'm certainly not going to go good people on both sides, but I think that it has a large effect when you start seeing a lot of films like this. And I think... At least to my point of view, a good effect to not always or to be distrustful of motives of just not uh, assume that because somebody says that that's how it is and that's how it is. Oh, I think that but, was the foundation of the Gen X. Yeah. Yeah. I think like that's, generational. Right. And I think that I firmly plant myself. I, I work within, of course, those years. But then, yeah, and I also fit in with the latchkey kid and all those other type of things. But I think that this film, I don't think any one film you're going to watch and go, hey, I'm going to start shooting up some Central Americans. But I think that you watch enough films and instead what you get is an idea of what your hero's philosophy mm-hmm. and ideas are. And they seem to be more about you know, taking care of people and doing the right yeah. thing. So they define it. They're the a way, rescue team. Yeah, they're, the way they define they, it is helping out individuals, showing mercy. While killing off like 30-some people to get those individuals. Right. Pretty much. And being it's distrustful of the <laughs> These two are worth these 35. Yeah. Guess, Any one woman is worth any 33 men. And I yeah. would agree. Yeah. Probably. Ladies. Oh, yeah. oh there we go. <laughs> Eligible bachelor. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'll kill exactly 33 men for each of you. That was a, a famous song from the 90s. Uh, I'll kill 33 <laughs> It is now. I can't wait. That's going to go back in the 90s and record that, it. That's our new outro. What? <laughs> 33 minutes. No more than that. All right. I think it was 33 and a half somehow. I got We're my numbers off. We're with ourselves, are Right. And but if you're smitten with us, unless we have further notes, I always start to finish this off before I pass around. I think I'm ready to watch. I will say that I, after having recorded this minute, that I'm very. Oh yeah, Friday, big day. But I will say that I would like to see and Shane Black, if you're listening, or you know, in fact, I would like to get the entire cast of this movie together. And I'm willing to chip in six, seven dollars. I think all of us are, so it's about twenty-one dollars. Okay, so let's count it down: nineteen dollars. And I'd like us to reshoot the scene, and after Blaine says he's dug in like an Alabama tick, I would now like a word-for-word transcript on the way that ticks work uh, (laughs) from this minute, and Poncho will deliver it to him. Yes. During the time when the the grenades have been shot, to be like, well, it's interesting that you say Alabama tick because, and then go off on that. I think that's good, because that's education- Mixed with entertainment. And you know, the more you know, and, and also, 
Uh, now you know. Yeah, all and ladies. knowing is, of course, always half the battle. No, the rest is killing gentlemen with your rocket launchers. Yes. <laughs> the other half is killing with your grenade launchers. So if you like <laughs> entertainment mixed with your education, well, that's what we strive here for yeah. on the Predator Minute. And I believe that you're going to get that tomorrow, Friday, oh. the end of this week, last day of our guests. So make sure you come with your questions. You can direct them to us at the emails we provided you. Mm-hmm. You can find us on facebook if you do predator minute there are two different ones ours is the one where the two men are cheersing with the predator middle yeah uh you can find us on our website which we've mentioned twitter twitter we're twitter. at yeah we're on a totally different site we couldn't even afford to get on twitter <laughs> we're at at minute predator which i think also might be our facebook at minute predator uh, but we're at Predator Minute on all other social media. And ask your questions to John if they regard to anything that sounds vaguely sciencey. And otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow, Friday, on the Predator Minute. <laughs>